Welcome to the Android Guys In Brief Podcast, the podcast that brings you all the tech news you need to know in just 15 minutes. Today is May 14th, 2018, and alongside me we have Scott Webster and Andrew Myrick. How are you doing, guys? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Doing as well as one can for a Monday. <laughs> yep. Yep. Monday, Monday. Glad to be alive, but man, this, the news is a little bit slow today. Um, Quiet weekend. Yeah, we do have a couple interesting tidbits. Um, the first of which being the uh, yet-to-be-announced OnePlus 6 uh, is finally fully leaked. We've been seeing this come out uh, drip by drip a little bit through unofficial sources and even some official sources. But a, uh, a listing for the phone appear, appeared on uh, Amazon Germany, um, and it's since been pulled down. But while it was up, we did learn that the phone... The base price is going to be listed at 519 euros, which is about $620 US. Now, that's not saying that it will cost that much, but this is more than OnePlus devices have cost in the past. What do you guys think about that price increase? It's expected. I expected it to to kind of justify it. Um, They're moving. You know, this is their sixth generation, so they, it's not like they have to establish their brand and cut corners and say, hey, consider us. We have all the hardware that anybody else has. We want market share. We need to re- rely on gimmicks like, you know, smashing your phone or signing up for invites and doing all these, like, hoops and loopholes and things that get people's attention and get their name in the media. So they're beyond that. Uh, they're still cheaper than what you're going to find from, like, Samsung LG and some of these other top tier phones, but I, I kind of like it when the needle slides the other way. Uh, yeah, they're they're inching into it, but hey, it is what it is. Andrew, do you think that uh, OnePlus can justify the price increase this time around? Yep, uh, I think that they are still beating the other manufacturers at their own game. Um, I don't know about Samsung. Because Samsung's marketing team is just you, OnePlus can't fight with that. No. Um, but in terms of what they're offering and base specs for the price, I still think it's a great deal, regardless. Uh, and it's 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 expected. I, I expected OnePlus to continue its price hike, um, and the OnePlus Six is just going to be another iteration of that. And it's not going to be like you're not going it, to. It's going to be more expensive for some. But for those who want an unlocked GSM phone, the OnePlus 6 is going to be the best one, in my opinion, still. Yeah, um, some some leaks had pointed to it coming in around $519 here in the U.S. And when you look at it, you really can't get an unlocked flagship um, you know, with the latest specs for that kind of money. No, you can't. Well, not a flagship killer or something that they used to sell themselves as. Um other companies might release their flagship device. We're still, you know, maybe a step or two behind what everybody else is doing, but those prices tend to fall in line with that. That's where you're going to see other companies touting their flagship phone and getting away with a $300, $400 price tag. So it's all relative, but, you know, I liked the OnePlus 3. I had that one for a while and used it, and I thought, man, this is incredibly... Uh, appealing and compelling device and experience. So I think that uh, the 6 is interesting. I'd like to see it, uh, play with it. I mean, the hardware, we see these types of specs kind of 
common or par for the course now when we talk about flagships. It's just how's the build quality? What's the camera like? What is the OS like? Has that evolved? Are they still, you know, keeping the same principles that kind of got them to where they are? When does this come out? Uh, looks like it's going to hit um, May 16th and actually be on sale May 22nd. So, again, these are just rumored dates, but, you know, only having a, a week after its announcement um, to come out, that's pretty good. You see some phone companies like LG, you know, it's months after they announce a phone to when you can actually buy it. All right, our second topic today is about Motorola and their ultra-popular lineup, the Moto E and Moto G, are back with another installment. And these were announced a little bit ago, but now we're getting word that where we can find them in stores. Um, The Moto E5 and the Moto G6 both have a couple different um, versions coming. But it looks like the Moto G6 um, will be available through a variety of carriers. the Moto G6 is also coming, but it can be, you know, picked up as a prepaid. You can pick it up unlocked. Um, you can go through uh, AT&T postpaid, uh, which is a nice option. And the cheaper Moto E5s, you get the Moto E5 Plus um, through postpaid, Sprint, and all your normal prepaid services. Um, and the Moto E5 Play will be available as a prepaid phone, postpaid through Sprint, and via uh, Xfinity Mobile, which is not a carrier you hear about much, but seems to be on the rise. Uh, What do you guys think about this lineup of Motorola phones? Is it really the game changer for the company that they need? Uh, I mean, if you listen to what they say in terms of statistics, it works really well for them. And going with the standard model, the play, the plus kind of makes sense. Um, between the E and the G and the X, like it, uh, to me, at least because we follow the space, it can kind of get confusing having so many different models and variations of the model. But I think to a, a typical consumer, they don't know. They'll walk into their carrier and say, Hey, what's a good price or a good phone. This is what I have to spend. Uh, they're going to find, you know, really one model, maybe two. Uh, some of these are going to go through prepaid carriers, so they might see two models to choose from, and they'll be able to say this is a little bit more powerful or uh, a little beefier hardware. But I like it. Um, I think it's uh, it's a good alternative to the the seven hundred dollar flagship phone. It's a good uh, counterbalance to people who say look, man, I don't want to spend this kind of money every year. I don't need certain things. I just, you know, I need a Band-Aid or I just want to get get on there and do a couple things that, uh, you know, aren't really intense. I just want to stay plugged into social media. I want to play a few games here and there, uh, email, whatever. So the E's and the G's to me are great representations of that. Andrew, you think it's a little weird that we're not getting the Moto G6 Plus here in North America? That's just um, a, just a European model for them. Yeah, I mean it is a little bit weird, but I don't know exactly what Motorola is doing anymore. But it seems like they figured everything out with this G line, the the, the E and the G lineup, because uh, like Scott was saying. This is the phone that if you walk into a store, you have a budget of 150 bucks. 
this is the this is where you're going to get pointed to and you're going to have a great experience with it like you're not going to have flagship level or whatever but you're not expecting that for 150 bucks it'll be able to do most of your tasks without having to you know jump through a bunch of hoops or anything like that yeah it Plus, seems they've really narrowed the gap between flagship and mid-range mm-hmm. uh with their phones and it's paying off with the mid-range phones i don't know i don't know so much about the flagship phones so. well i couple things to keep in mind too these are pretty much going to be a stock android experience so that might you know help uh justify why it does so well it's kind of what google wants out of uh android for the experience uh updates they have a mixed record of providing timely things uh, they don't they don't have any bloatware and they don't have any type of uh, i mean generally Carriers don't put anything on these things that are going to be too heavy, if anything at all, of here's our services, here's our apps and our online cloud, and here's our TV bundle or, you know, that stuff tends to not be found on Motorola phones. So especially in prepaid, um, but the price point tends to lead the conversation for a lot of people. And you're going to find that performance wise, you know, yes, the specs change pretty much every quarter, every well, every six months, we'll say. Uh, to a year, but our usage hasn't changed every six months, every year. It tends to be the same as what you were doing a year ago. And these are going to be more than enough uh, hardware to do that. Couldn't agree more with you. All right. Our last story today. Um, This one comes a little bit out of left field for most people not paying attention to carriers, but Verizon is uh, launching a new offshoot service called Visible. Um, It's promising $40 a month uh, for unlimited plans. That's unlimited calls, text, data, all of that. Um, Now, it's not all good news. There are some drawbacks. Your speeds are going to be capped at uh, 5 megabits per second. uh, For your video streaming is going to be capped at 480p. You know, you're not going to be able to stream in 1080p and really use that beautiful screen on your phone. And they're going to cap your audio streaming too. And it's also currently locked to just Android or just iPhones and it's, it's invite only. Um, What do you guys think about Verizon launching this? And is it really a compelling option with all of these drawbacks? Well, you know, as you look at it in a set of like bullet point lists, it sounds like it's nothing but drawbacks. But when you look at it in practice, you know, T-Mobile does something similar. A lot of carriers do something similar with throttling video or dialing it down uh, to 480p or what was termed as DVD quality. Uh, so it's not any worse. Uh, five megabits per second isn't terrible. I, I think you know when you look at what you can get from other carriers or what you could get from Verizon directly, obviously it doesn't compare in terms of speed. Um, the only thing to me is just kind of like a why why do this as opposed to change the Verizon prepaid brand why not change that instead of rolling out an MVNO of your own or uh, you know I'm not sure how this is going to be positioned differently from that uh, but we have that with AT&T there's AT&T prepaid and then there's Cricket it's like you know there is some branding differences and obvious reasons to go to each carrier so I don't know. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? I mean, it's an invite early thing. Do you see 
this working or would you change anything about it as you can see it now? Um, I just think it's a placeholder. I don't think uh, it's going to be a game changer. It'll just be another option from Verizon to take money from you. Uh, <laughs> as, as Verizon loves to do so much. Uh, but I mean, at 40 bucks a month, this is going to be the only catch for me is that it's iPhone only right now. And it doesn't make sense. Uh, and all that, all that visible says is that Android support is in development, but it's, you need to have that on. I think that that's something you need to launch on day one. Yeah. Um, and maybe once they get out of the quote unquote invitation only phase, then that'll change. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. But if you're going to launch a new MVNO, you need to have everything on board for it to really be able to take off, let alone getting rid of the invitation system. Is um, it a grand well, opening or like a soft launch? What What is this? Or did we just kind of catch them in the middle of launching this? Do you guys have any sense of that? Uh, I, I feel like it's a soft launch. I mean, it's not like a – I don't see – I just happen to see it when scrolling through Twitter. Um, it doesn't seem like it's really, really taking off just yet. Uh, what I did think was cool is the fact that they're going to let you pay using, you can use your credit or debit card, of course, but you can use PayPal or Venmo. And I thought that was pretty sweet. Nice. Um, because That's really um, convenient. Yeah. Like if you have money in PayPal or Venmo, you don't have to worry about linking your debit card or credit card to this, to, to visible. And I just think that's really, con- that's just, it's just a convenience factor, right. which isn't really offered by anybody else as far as I know. Does it run through an app? Is that why it's iPhone only? Do you guys have any idea? I, I didn't look into this too deeply. So is it an app that you have to? Is that why it's iPhone only? Yeah, it seems that way. Um, you it seems like you register through the app after you get the invitation code and then you'll um, visible will ship you a SIM card overnight. And then you can throw it into your phone and get activated. But uh, it'll be fine for people who don't want to spend a, boat, a, butt, a buttload of money but want Verizon's um, coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like an ultra cheap way to uh, get on the best network in the country. And mm-hmm. I know T-Mobile T- wants to claim that they're on par now. Obviously, that's that's not true. Uh, so if you want, if you're out in the sticks, or you know, you have a daily commute that takes you through a part of the country where there's not great service for anyone but Verizon. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, is it do, is there an indication that it's just going to be one plan for all like unlimited talk, text and data, $40, nothing else to even consider. It seems like that for right now. Um, Yeah. Invisible even says on their website, it's one plan, one price, no sweat. So um, if they keep with that, then we shouldn't have to worry about them convoluting everything and making things more difficult and just let us pay for 40 bucks a month and give us what we need. I think you see the whole industry going that way. I mean, T-Mobile has basically one plan, you know, there's, there's a couple offshoots like the military stuff, but unless you're grandfathered into an older plan or, or have something special like the military thing I mentioned, you know, it's one plan. Um, there's not a lot of options and it's, it's unlimited and you go, so, I, you know, maybe Verizon's kind of beta testing that model also uh, with this visible to see if it's really viable for its main service before they go there. Because Verizon's always the most expensive, um, or at least they have that um, 
that reputation. So it would be a pretty big deal for them to go to go to something like that. It's interesting for sure. Uh, I be watching it just to see if they make noise around it. If it's something like we just let it exist and you have to discover it, kind of like you know, for me, it's like Walmart mobile services. Uh, some of these things that you see that like, oh yeah, track phone they exist, but there's not a ton of promotion around them uh, right. in terms of marketing campaigns. So could be fun to watch. Would you guys throw $40 a month at this, assuming it's Android and you can use any of your existing Verizon phones? I'd give it a shot. Um, personally, it's not really for me. The cap download speeds are kind of a killer. Um, I don't want to... I've been in situations where I've had really slow internet and I'm trying to load Google Maps or something when I'm lost, and that's not something I ever really want to deal with ever again. Um so I would, I'd probably pass, but I definitely see why it's attractive to a lot of the, a lot of the public. All right. Well, that'll, uh, that'll do us for today. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, this has been the Android Guys In Brief podcast, where we strive to bring you the most important information of the day in just 15 minutes. Um, don't forget. Check us out on our website. We put a post up every time we do a podcast. It has all of the links to these stories, some extra information, um, some words from some brands that we love. Um, and you can catch us on places like iTunes, Google Play Music, um, and you can listen to us directly from our website, androidguys.com. So for Andrew and Scott, this is Matt Adams signing off.